on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Good morning. You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio Newark, and we got caught out there a little bit. Um, I'm June Rollins. I'm almost in the chair here this morning, and with me in the studio, Rachel and also Tina. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. We were so busy chatting, weren't we? Having a nice time. Well, to be honest, it's been a little while since I've seen um, Rachel, and it's been even longer since I've seen Tina, so we were catching up, and... We got caught out slightly. Well, we're catching up, but we just forgot to press the button so <laughs> you could all catch up with indeed. us. So, um, welcome to Girls Around Town. A little bit belatedly, we were a couple of minutes behind there, or a couple of seconds behind anyway. Uh, it's Sunday morning, of course. It's not a bad morning. A bit chilly? Uh, it was, mm, I don't know. It's a bit, right, a bit dull, isn't it? Ooh. Well, it's, it's, it's going to brighten up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly 28 degrees, is it? <laughs> it isn't, no. <laughs> we, we were talking... Of course, um, Ros- uh, Rosalind is down in Australia at the moment. My stepson, so, my stepson Barney's in Australia. So we... Four of his mates. <laughs> we yeah. were chatting about the weather down there and uh, I noticed that Rosalind had actually put a post up. Um, oh, I'm not even going to look. Which was a sort of <laughs> sunny vista. Of, I don't um, want to know. I think, she, I think she's in Sydney and it was a relatively sunny uh. vista. So um, we are trying our very best not to um, get too jealous it was lovely in the garden yesterday i was um from from about um 11 o'clock i was clearing up leaves again in my front garden <laughs> well they keep dropping oh, i'm looking at the trees and i don't think there's any left on the trees i've checked <laughs> i seriously checked before i went out yesterday i was like i am not doing this one more time well there aren't very many left on um, on lime grove but uh, quite a quite a few of the ones that are down are in my garden but they've just started pollarding the trees so um they're chopping everything down again which they tend to do at least every couple of years yeah um i think they did it last year actually so they're obviously um having an extra go this year so well to pollard my garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I think there's something very sad about a pollarded tree. Yes, absolutely. Having, you know, it's like having its arms chopped off. <laughs> you wouldn't want your arms chopped off, would you? No, they do come back fabulously, though. I mean, the first time I, I saw it, it must be something about the trees they have in Newark, because I've never seen pollarding before. And I've mm. been, been well, in they're all lime years. trees down Lime Grove, aren't they? They are indeed, yes, yes. Well, it's kind of not Lime Grove anymore at the moment, it's kind of bare. Trunk. Trunks, yes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I've never seen it. And, and the following year, when they all sort of spring back, it was amazing. It's a bit like a rose bush, isn't it? You take it yeah. right down to the ground. So I'm, I'm most impressed. So... What are we, well, we're gonna, we've got loads to talk about this morning. Is <gasps> Christ, Christmas, Christmas light switch on today? I've got two panto people arriving at my house to stay for five weeks. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, Christmas, and, and I baked mince pies yesterday, so this weekend, Christmas has started in our household. Well, I, Ooh, I you're ahead actually, of me, love. <laughs> I, I did actually see the post about those, and I noticed that they are um, sadly missing this morning. Do you know what? I'm so cross, because I've got, I've got a couple left, and I could have brought them down, and I've actually sent, I've sent them off to Fred Football for post-match, a big, big cake baking session. I don't think that's so. a good enough excuse, do you, June? Either, no. no. They no. were really good as well. We don't want to know. Really <laughs> nice. And you know when you make your own, they don't have that aftertaste of supermarket ones. Mm. There's, something, you know, there's a preservative, I think, which you understand, you know, because they're long life. They last about six months, don't they, on your shelf? <laughs> if you look at the sell-by date. And when you do homemade ones, and I made my own pastry as well yesterday, or well, Fred did it with me, and I put, I 
put icing sugar in my pastry so it's <gasps> really sweet and vanilla um, and they just tasted gorgeous and they just didn't <clears> have that <throat> taste that you get with so, so uh, shop bought was it your first what, or were they your first mince pies of the year they were did, you, first did you make a wish Oh, do you know what? I didn't. You know, you're always oh. supposed to make a wish for your first mince pie of the year. No, I didn't. Um, oh. I, I had mine, I'm trying to think when it was. Um, I had a friend, or I was expecting a friend um, to come to stay, and last, uh, last minute it was cancelled. And um, mince pies had just come into the shop, so it'd be about a month ago, probably. And I bought a box of six really, really nice ones. Visit was cancelled. I had to eat the lot. <sighs> I did a lot of wishing that weekend. <laughs> Tina, are you did they time? did they all come true? Um, do you know I can't remember what I actually wished for now. Oh but, well, um, no, no. I'll... But to answer your question, Rachel, yes, I am. Good. I We're... do like a good mince pie. Yes. And Christmas cake and Christmas pudding. Oh, oh Christmas, Christmas pudding, yeah. especially. And yes. Christmas cake. For my birthday, I always used to have Christmas, a fruit cake that was iced, royal icing. Mm. I just love it. Was it about trillion calories a slice or something? Something like that. I'm not. But I'm actually not bothered about the icing because I don't really like marzipan. So, <gasps> I know. I know. <laughs> no! Fair dues. Um, but um, I know I've, I've kind of blasphemed there. But... Uh, but I do like the cake. Yeah. I do like the cake. Well, well, I'm not that fussed on fruitcake, and I really don't like the icing, but I do like the marzipan. And something else I do like, um, as I say, Christmas pudding. Tina's mum's Christmas pudding. Oh, don't worry. There's, there's, there's some, there is some earmarked for you this year, June. There always is. We've yeah. had it, we, we, we got started early this year, and we were making puddings back in February. Oh, so she, she does it properly, sort of stewing oh, all absolutely. The, the fruit and for months and yes. topping up the alcohol. Yes. Oh, have, have, have we had stir Sunday yet, or is that I can never remember? No, I think we must have done. It, it's a little while. It's, a, it's isn't, isn't it early yeah. in end of October, early November? Stir up mm. Sunday, I think. Mm. Well, that's for your Christmas puddings, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, but they are best made early. Yeah. Well, I was because re- I I didn't actually make my own mincemeat. So I, I did buy a jar, so I cheated a bit. Um, and then I was lying in bed this morning, as you do, Googling um, uh, <laughs> about, you know, ha- mincemeat, vegan mincemeat, obviously. And um, it's very easy to make, but I needed to do it six weeks ago. So that's a bit yeah. of a script. So we get, what I'm going to do is make some this week, and then we can have mince pies in January and February. Very nice. Now, you know what is also very nice is when you've got your homemade mincemeat if you're not really into kind of Christmas pudding or, or Christmas pies or whatever a really nice little dessert is to warm some mincemeat warm some and then pour it over vanilla ice cream oh that sounds good <sighs> delicious Ooh, that sounds really delicious. nice delicious and I, I think somewhere on the Girls Around Town website, and he's going back to a show quite some time ago, or no, I, well, actually, it, it actually goes back to the uh, Around Town magazine when Lisa, Lisa Holloway, our favourite food, well, all of yeah. our favourite foodie, um, she did a recipe for little dinky little Christmas puddings. And mm. I can't and I think it was use, it was using leftover Christmas port, wasn't it? I think uh, it was. Yes, yeah. yes. I have to dig that one out. Mm. Mm, that not, not that there is such a thing as leftover Christmas pudding in my no. house. No. Yeah. Um, but uh, you could buy one specially and try them. Couldn't? Oh, it's yeah. not the same though as left as as proper homemade Christmas pud. 
This is mm. true. Mm. So we've got we've got our first Christmas um, meal next week. We're actually doing our family Christmas on the second of December. So I'm going to pick some of these ideas up. Yeah, I know we're, we're going to France for a month. So um, the only time we can do it is second of December. So um, I will I will be here and I will report back on the following Sunday on how it went. And I'm going to try these mini Christmas puddings. Right, mm. I'll find the link for you. So you're listening to the girls around town here this Sunday morning on um, Radio Newark and with me, June Rollins, in the chair, also in me, with me in the studio, Rachel Reffer, and, of course, uh, our guest, which is wonderful to have Tina back in the building um, on the other side of the desk this morning. Tina, we were, um, I was saying just before that last piece of music that um, you've been up north. I have been up north. Really you're right. north. I've, north, been, ve- north. I've been well north. <laughs> Tell us about north of, it. <laughs> north of, I was going to say north of Watford. Well, we're north of Watford. But, um, yes, north of the border, in fact. I've been up to the Isle of Mull. Uh, only went for a few days, but it was bliss. And um, there were a couple of reasons for going. One was kind of businessy, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Well, I, one of the um, artists who is exhibiting in the gallery at the moment, Oliver, um, my friend Jane, who lives on Mull, has a she and her husband have a B and B up on Mull. They Jane had spotted it on um, one of my posts. I forget whether it was Facebook or whatever, um, but she'd spotted it and was a little keen. So um, she bought said painting, and I thought, well, really, I should deliver it. <laughs> Um, so I kind of had a little look at the uh, the possibility of getting up there by train, and actually it was incredibly easy. So, um, and I was in need of a little bit of sort of chilling out time. It's been a really quite heavy few months, as we know, um, with moving mum uh, to her new house. So I just thought I need a bit of space. So I took the train, and uh, with painting which was quite amusing because I had this enormous great painting with me. Um, but I took the train and the painting and went up to Mull. So I, d- and I delivered. And installed it. And delivered installed it. And installed it. Yes. yes. That's, that's what they call service, isn't it? It's fantastic service. I, yeah. I actually quite like that job. Can I be a painting deliverer <laughs> for you? <laughs> Depends where they're going because I quite like that job myself, actually. You can um, actually get a job, can't you, where... Um, where I think packages need delivering, but they have to go in person. It's it's a it's a courier job, strictly legal. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, uh, you can. And and you can you can get um, if you're you're happy to go at any time. You can get sort of free flights to Australia because if they've mm. got a package that needs mm. and it needs personal delivery, um, so it's a little bit like that, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I had a good uh, three or four days with Jane and John um, on Mull and. It was oh, it's just so beautiful up there. What, what was the weather like up there? Fantastic, as in warm. Fantastic. Well, it wasn't beautiful. warm. Come on, um, <laughs> you know we are. Although to be to be fair, Mull being on the west side tends to be warmer than if you're on the east side of Scotland. Um, so it was slightly warmer than it was down here, mm-hmm. but it was still you know in single figures, a little bit of a breeze, but it was bright sunshine all the time i was there which was just beautiful mm, we didn't we didn't get an awful lot of sunshine here this last few days no my no. 
I am aware that it was uh, decidedly pants in comparison. <laughs> so what's um, what's the scenery like on Mull? Because I've never been to those sort of uh, Western Scottish islands. It's very, uh, very mountainous and rugged. Not generally high enough for snow. No. Um, the the mountains are not you know not that high, but they are kind of beautiful, beautifully rugged. Yeah. Lots of lots of lovely you know stone and heather and that kind of thing. As and you beaches come, as well. Yeah. Well, obviously it's an island, so you've got beaches all the way around mm. um, in varying places. And where Jane and John are based at Finfoot is right on the end as you go across to Iona. So uh, it's a very, uh, it's a very lovely place, both in terms of its, um, you know, what it looks like, but also the fact that you're that close to Iona. So it's kind of quite a sort of lovely sort of spiritual feeling to it. And did as well. you, as you were approaching, did you come on a ferry? Yeah. Did you break into Paul McCartney and Wings, Mull of Kintyre? Uh, no. <laughs> you didn't? Not at no. any time on your trip? No, because I think oh. the actual Mull of Kintyre is not the same place as the oh, Isle of Mull. Oh, see, I wouldn't I be think. able to have resisted that, even if it was technically <laughs> <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> I, would have, I would have had to have, at some stage, broken into a Mull of Kintyre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I have to say, I didn't. Right, next um, time. But, so, yes, I'll remember that next time I'm on the ferry. Just for you, Thank Rachel. You. I'll... <laughs> I'll do a I'll do a, a film live, of it. Yes. Yeah, Facebook Live. Of, <laughs> so of there it. are two Mull of Kintyres, are there? Or two Mull? Well, two, two. Well, the I think the island of Mull. Yeah. And the Mull of Kintyre. I'm going to have to go and Google this now and oh, find yeah. out. Maybe, maybe, um, it's a, maybe it's a hill. Yeah. All right. It might fine. be because yeah. I'm not sure actually what Mull as a word is. Right. Not, apart from mulling over. Mm. Yeah. Mm. As, well, yeah. I think we'll take, relation. we'll take a break for a bit of music <laughs> and um, we can either Google or if anybody out there knows the difference between the Isle of Mull and Mull of Kintyre, then perhaps they could give us a call 01636678033 and tell us. But Tina's going to go and have a Google anyway. <laughs> um, we'll see what we find out. Tina, did you have any luck on the mole question? No, not yet, because we got a bit sidetracked again, didn't we? We, we did. We, Sorry, we, yeah. That's fine. I'll Google it right now. Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about um, Rachel's love of hills and mountains and, and, and the Morecambe connection and whatever. Yeah, yes. I love, I love, um, I mean, I love Newark dearly, so I'm not going to knock Newark, but I do slightly, as some listeners will, will know from previous conversations, I do miss the seaside. And I miss the hills. So I, I find that a little frustrating about Newark. But, you know, you can't have everything, can you? So, I, you know, my uh, my perfect place would be if Newark could be beside the sea with some mountains. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd be then I'd be really happy. <laughs> um, OK, well, I've, I've found the answer for you. Because the Mull of Kintyre is the southwesternmost tip of the Kintyre Peninsula in southwest Scotland. So it's a completely different place to the Isle of Mull. There we go. There you go. Now we know yes. what Paul McCartney was singing yes. about, and all that time I've been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so it would have been really inappropriate for you to have stood on that ferry singing. It would actually. Oh, yeah. Mull of Kintyre. <laughs> yes. Yeah, mm. I might still do it for a laugh one day. <laughs> They might not have let me in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we, we are um, 
chatting here about all sorts of things this morning. We, we, we've got a fairly busy show in terms of um, lots of things to discuss. We're going to have a little bit more music and then um, we're going to take a look back. Having looked back at Tina's past week, perhaps Rachel and I will have a look back at ours because um, Rachel didn't go quite as far north last weekend, but you were heading in that direction. Went to you? Yorkshire. Yeah, to Yorkshire, yeah. You're listening to Girls Around Town here on Radio Note this Sunday morning with me, June Rollins, with Rachel and with Tina. And uh, we are chatting away about all sorts of things. We've done Scotland and now we're going to do Yorkshire. Yeah, I went to Harrogate last weekend. I took my mum um, away for her 80th birthday. Her 80th birthday had been a couple of weeks beforehand and we had a lovely time. So um, uh, got the train up, which is always very relaxing, but like Tina got the train mm. up to, uh, to go to Mull. Um, and... Uh, as part of the weekend, we went for we went for dinner the night we arrived at a lovely Albanian Greek restaurant. It was very exotic, and uh, <laughs> the service was amazing. Really, really lovely um, guys and girls who were serving us. Um, and then the next day, the reason why we'd actually really gone to Harrogate uh, was uh, Turkish Bath Day. Yeah, it's fabulous. Mm. The baths at Harrogate, amazing. isn't it? Yeah, mm. Victorian baths and. Um, just uh, they, they limit the number so you have to book well in advance so I'd booked about um, two and a half months ago because this was you know how Daisy my stepdaughter came in and did yes. 30 things mm-hmm. before 30 mum mm-hmm. has always wanted to go to the Turkish baths in Harrogate so and it was at her 80th so um, it wasn't quite 80 before 80 <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness um, though she does want to do an awful lot in her 80th year but um, so yeah so it, this was this was the different thing that she was doing for her birthday and we 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 never get time together because of course you know husband son my side she's got husband as well so it was just really nice for the two of us to have a girls weekend away and harrogate lovely never been to harrogate before oh Oh, I love it. What have you been missing? Well, did, I did. Did you, did you get some shopping in? Uh, I, I did get some beautiful earrings, actually, for myself. And I bought some really interesting um, things for the Christmas tree. What do you call them? Decorations. Decorations. <laughs> <laughs> one, was a, one was a glittery flamingo and the other one was a glittery parakeet. Um, so so we got, we've got a few bits and pieces. And did uh, you get to Betty's? No, I didn't get to Betty's because the reason I didn't oh, get to Betty's is because I think it's a bit commercialised now. Yeah, but you, but, have to, but you have to book a ticket and... Really? I don't know. Yeah, you have to book a ticket and then you have to get in and out. And um, mum had been to Betty's, I think, about a couple of years ago. And she said it just yeah. felt a bit like going to Disneyland. Now, it's it's not how it used to be mm. when she used to go to Harrogate. And, mm. you know, it was a bit like going to carriages or strays or, you know, one of the one of the places in, in uh, Newark and it becoming famous. And I just have to say with Harrogate as well, it was a bit like when I went to America. Um, when I went to America, I loved the how are you and, you know, what can I do for you and everybody looking after you. 48 hours later, I was like, please get me back to England and cynicism. <laughs> and, um, you know, I want somebody to be rude to me. And it was a bit like that with Harrogate. You know, after about... After about twenty four hours, I was a bit like, "Oh, this is a bit twee." Where's the Where's the grit? I wanted to see. I wanted to see the grit and the underbelly, and there really isn't any in Harrogate. It's just. Uh, well, I don't know. I think. I think maybe. Do you think so? Oh well, I don't. Well, I don't know if it's still grit and underbelly, but I remember a, a good friend of mine used to live in Harrogate. Um, she now lives in Otley, but she used to live in Harrogate, and and uh, we, I went up there to stay with her for 
a weekend. We went out for the night. Well, I've never seen so much cleavage on show in her well. life. <laughs> I thought Newark could do well on the cleavage department, but oh no. Harrogate topped that. Yeah, I have to say on this Saturday, on the Saturday night, um, I did end up coming home relatively late and there was a surprising number of nightclubs and um, it was a very cold night. And yes, you're quite right. There was a lot of lot of cleavage, a lot of short skirts and uh, a lot of T-shirts, gentlemen uh, in T-shirts and uh, yeah. And don't you think you suddenly reach a stage where you realise that you are turning into your mother because you look at these people, look at these, you know, girls and boys wandering around thinking, oh, shouldn't they have a vest on? Yeah. <laughs> Tina, you perhaps don't know, but um, I, over the last few weeks, I've been talking quite a lot on the show about the fact that I'm really into thermals at the moment. <laughs> and oh, me too. I actually do have one of my thermal um tops underneath um, it is a lacy thermal it listeners yes we can see it. yes and the other thing that you may not have registered tina and this will come as a great surprise to you and you can't see from sitting on the other side of the desk from me i'm in my boots already oh i didn't i, I did have, clock that earlier I actually when i came in the fit flops mm. in november I know. Well, the, the thing is you know i did actually clock your boots <laughs> earlier because i was looking at them and thinking they look nice boots. Yeah. <laughs> they look nice and furry, mate. Mm, I wonder where you got those from. There's a story behind them, which I will tell you later. Um, I'll tell you in a minute. In fact, I'll tell you while we are listening to Dua Lipa and Silk City. Today, we've mentioned it very, very briefly in passing, but today is Switch On Day in Newark and all sorts of things going on all over the place. But um, certainly, we have our Christmas lights going on today and Radio Newark, as always, will be very much involved. Um... I'm guessing Barnby will be there, Barnby the monkey, um, and obviously a lot of the presenters will be down, they'll be on stage, they'll be helping to um, get things going and keep things going throughout the day. Um, music, choirs, uh, market, um, things, you, you're both looking at me kind of blank. I'm, if, I can't know. wait, I'm going down, absolutely, yeah, so um, we're going down with Daisy and Buddy and Dean, Fred and I. And we shall be... I shan't be having the mulled wine. Tell you about that later. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm, I've, I've gone sober for a bit, no, Tina. Tell, I've tell, given tell up alcohol. Tell us about it now. Oh, we've, right, got, we've got a couple of minutes to fill. Oh, well, so I've decided to... Um, it's crazy, isn't it, just in the run-up to Christmas, but um, I've given up smoking and I have given up drinking. And Is this... Like a complete forever giving up drinking? I would, I would like to give just up drinking forever, I think, actually, because it's that classic, um, you know, I come in from work, uh, not immediately, but, you know, get the kids sorted, um, and uh, a couple of glasses of wine, and, you know, you sort of, before you know it, you know, you're having a couple of glasses of wine every night, and, um, yeah, and I just, it's, I think it's quite habitual, really, mm. and so um, I've got quite a few friends who've actually given up drinking, and um, I mocked them for it heavily <laughs> uh, and they but they're swearing by it so um i decided having had a very lovely weekend with my mum last weekend who did not drive me to drink you know um uh, i do that myself um i just kind of came back and thought actually i'm going to give up smoking which i need to do anyway um and i am also going to give up drinking at the same time and i have successfully done seven days today is day eight so i'm not saying never but i'm just saying that i'm actually really enjoying it and if i can keep it up 
then um, I will do. And, and which of the two was the hardest? I has, think, has been the hardest. Oh, gosh, I think they're both really hard. So, and um, what I actually struggle with is having a cup of coffee and then not having a cigarette, actually. Um, so I get physi- physiological cravings. I think the alcohol, no physiological cravings at all. And when I was in India, you know, didn't drink for eight weeks, uh, no problem. And we'd been in Chile and Argentina drinking an awful lot just before that, a very nice Chilean and Argentinian wine. So, um, so actually, the alcohol, it's actually more about setting and it's just the fact that we've got parties so a friend invited me for supper last night saturday night and i actually said um no but instead we went and did the park run so um if friends want to get together and they're asking me for dinner or drinks i'm saying let's go for a walk let's go and do something else so i'm kind of avoiding those sort of social situations at the moment and then i think when i've got a bit more bedded in then i'll be able to reintroduce myself to different social (laughs) settings with a slur (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or a spark I do like sparkling water, you know. Um I'm actually going to a drinks party in London tomorrow. Is it tomorrow Monday? It is. Yeah, I'm going to a drinks party <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. So um so yes, but I'm only gonna be there for a short period of time before I get the train back. So that'll be an interesting test but i'm determined certainly for a month not to drink we we will wait to hear how you get on with that right we've got about a minute before we head up to the news so just very very briefly um rachel you said you did the park run and i think you were quite pleased with your time i know i couldn't believe it i haven't done it for about two and a half years and i did it in 32 minutes i was absolutely beside myself but how long is the park run 5k okay yeah not like 100 meters then no 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 (laughs) No, it's 5K, and I've, I've done a 10K where I've just got under a, an hour, um, but I was expecting to be about 38 minutes yesterday, because I had been smoking quite a lot, drinking quite a lot, and doing absolutely no exercise for about two and a half years. No. So, <laughs> so I was quite pleased. It, it sounds very good. As somebody who doesn't run, you know, unless I'm being chased or something, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't know whether 33 minutes was good or Loads not. And then it depends though. on who's doing the chasing. It, it yeah, exactly. Indeed, yes. But Lisa Holloway was there yesterday. She, it was Lisa who did it with me. Um, but look, I really recommend it to anybody. If you if you just walk, you don't do any fitness. Some people do it in an hour. Um, and there are people there to support you. There are volunteers. If you've got a first-timer, there's a first-time desk. Really good. Fantastic. Well, um, I'll take that under advisement, I think. <laughs> As I say, I'm not really a runner. We're talking here to Tina, who's back with us. Um, and I can't think... It's not been that long, has it? Couple, no, I can't... was in August, months, maybe. August? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's nice to have you back anyway. Hmm. And we've been talking about... Well, we've been talking about travelling and various different things, but we're going to come... Um, a bit closer to home and we're going to talk well actually quite literally about home because tina's been busy helping mum sort stuff out and yes um, it's been a task <laughs> perhaps it has been a, a task and a half well i mean you know mum and dad lived in their old cottage for 55 years and dad was never one for chucking anything out <laughs> always there was you know there would always be a use for something maybe eventually but he was also a bit of a historian so he didn't throw anything out because of its potential historical value mm-hmm. you know so uh, so i found under one of the beds a box of transistor radios for example <laughs> so the, a box the, off a box <laughs> off you know that would have been transistor radios from you know everything from the days when transistor radios more or less first came out um through to more modern 
um, modern things. So I'm sitting there with this box of transistor radios thinking, what do I do with that? Um, but there is, and I think that's, that was where I was talking about the trash or treasure thing, because your, your immediate reaction is, oh, for God's sake, you know, in the tip. But then you look at it and you think, well, actually, there might be some value in this. Not necessarily monetary value, but value in terms of things like, um, I was going to uh, find and get in touch with a props company, for example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who, you know, if they're trying to put together stage Absolutely. sets or so on from different, you know, decades, um, you know, if everybody's gone and trashed their 1970s transistor radio, it's very difficult, you know, where they're going to get them, Tom, to, you know, there might be hundreds of them, I don't know. Um, but I just thought, well, you know, you kind of, as you go through these things, you need to sort of think about just how much is it trash or is there another use for it? I mean, I know, for example, there are people who collect things like transistor radios, take them all apart, make different things out of them because they want all the little bits and bobs. Um, so uh, so we've been sort of going through and working out what actually really is trash and what is um, worth just kind of hanging on to um, and seeing if we can find a new home for it and and repurpose it. And and are, are you sort of close to completing the task, or are you still working through all this? Well, we've not. We we are we're still working through in terms of working out what's going to. The, if you like, the f- the first tranche of trash and treasure <laughs> has been sorted out. We have cleared the old house, um, and we have emptied all of Dad's sheds. And we've had a humongous bonfire, um, and a uh, and a skip, which we've we've still got for the last few bits and bobs, because um, I've got the greenhouse still to do, with a million little terracotta pots in it. <gasps> I um, love those! Oh my goodness! I bought I bought loads of those at auction. The 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 lovely little yeah. old fashioned yeah, terracotta yeah, yeah. pots. Oh, they're. I know, beautiful. Know, I'll buy them off you. Okay, <laughs> jolly good, <laughs> jolly good. Well, I need to just go. I mean, that's the thing. I need to go through them, and work out which ones are still usable and which ones actually are all they cracked because really they do break really easily. Mm. Um, but so yeah, so and it's been, it's been quite a, quite a task just because there's just so much, um, mm. and it's not, it's not so much that my my mum and dad hoarded things. I think there's a there's a kind of they were more collectors than hoarders. I mean, some people will hoard stuff, and it, as in, they will just never throw anything out. Um, well, they will. They did throw things out. They would throw things out. But um, over the years, my dad had done lots of things, like he'd done silversmithing, for example. So there was still a lot of his silversmithing tools, and we'd find little. He was an inveterate. Um, he used to be a smoker, and used to smoke pipes. So. So consequently, there was thousands of um, little pipe tobacco tins, but you couldn't just chuck them. You put things in because, them. Well, be, well, because he'd put things in them, you never knew what was in them. So one of them we found was absolutely crammed full of scrap silver. We had another one that was full of uh, little gemstones, semi-precious gemstones from when he'd been making jewellery and things. So you... it. It was just that you know it's a it's a whole process of um, which is incredibly time consuming and quite emotional um, of just actually having to go through every single thing because you just don't know whether there was going to be treasure inside. 
and uh, and we're still finding it well i i I can it well it's hard to imagine the accumulation of 50 55 years did you say 55 years um i have a shed in my garden which is falling apart i have to say and just yesterday one of my friends was over he's coming over to do some work on the house and the garden and we were looking at the contents of my shed It, it it needs to be sorted now the shed is falling apart we had to break into it to get the door open because it's so lopsided that the door's gone completely the only thing that's it's full the only thing that is of any use in there at the moment is the hard top for my car which will not be there on after saturday because it's going to go on my car ready for the winter so everything else that it's been I, i've been in that house now for 12 and a half years so stuff in there and some of it i brought with me from the previous house the plan being you, know, you always have a plan don't you the plan being car boot don't want those but i'll car boot them thought of a car boot at seven o'clock in the morning did not appeal to me so that stuff is towards the back of the shed towards the front of the shed various things that i've kind of thought oh i don't need that or i don't particularly want that in the house anymore so the shed is full it is also full of ivy there's more ivy in my shed than there is in my garden believe you me um so gary and i are going to have great fun on saturday morning when he comes to um do the last couple of jobs on my car and we have to try and get this hard top out of the ivy that is clinging to it because it hasn't been out for a couple of years um so i can imagine well basically what we've decided um the uh, the steve the friend who's going to do the, the the jobs for me we've decided that once the hard top is out everything else is just going to be thrown away not even look at it not even look at it yeah, that's what you've got to do you've got to do slash and burn yes. my yes. philosophy you know yeah. if you've if you've uh, I'm, I'm with you tina on your parents house because i've just been up to my parents and they've been longer than 55 years because it was my grandparents house beforehand <laughs> so <laughs> they have been really good about clearing out but where you've got where where it's your own things and you just yeah. know mm. i think there comes a point where you have to go slash and burn yeah absolutely <laughs> i am I'm, I'm not even going to be i'll probably not even be in the house the garden or whatever when he does mm. it i'm just going to say there you go i don't want any of it but what sort of things do you vaguely recall we're in there <laughs> right when i'm when i moved house um i um i che- I different decor in the new house from the old house so there were things like cushions for example i'm pretty certain that at the back of that shed there is a box with six or eight cushions maybe now they've been out in a not yeah. particularly good there for the bonfire yeah yeah definitely um there are a couple of bits of furniture there's at least one if not two irons that broke and had to be replaced um there's a microwave well there isn't actually because that's in the cupboard under the stairs because i couldn't carry it as far as the shed but it's going to go with that lot uh, when the microwave stopped working um what else is in there uh, so it is largely stuff that you if you'd have been able to have chucked it out you would have done some some of it yes yeah. but some of it was stuff that i thought um i don't want this in this there are two bedside tables for example because i got replacement ones um a few years ago um they were actually quite nice um and they went in there with me thinking i will offer them to somebody or find somewhere something to do with them um and they're still there um i'm not going to do anything with them now after they've been in there for six years so i'm just going to walk away i'm going to i don't know get under the under the furry throw on the sofa while he's doing it and i say just 
take it all away. And then he's going to tear down the actual shed and um, bonfire it, I think. Marvellous. You're listening to Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark. And with me in the studio this morning, our guest, our returning former colleague, Tina Bettison. <laughs> Tina was talking about um, treasure and trash a moment ago. And she, uh, while, while we were listening to that last piece of music, she did mention an idea about, um, or, or something that she'd done in, in terms of sorting out, not th- trashing stuff, making making donations sorry sorry my brain's just gone to you now <laughs> oh bless you june yeah well one of the things we did was sorted out a lot of the excess furniture um obviously we didn't need all the furniture in moving up to mum's new place and also things like household goods and anything that could be used to set up a home which we um then donated to the women's refuge now the way in which we did this in 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 lincoln is there is a particular um family that will uh that collect items they'll just come and pick them up um and you donate them and then they work with the women's refuge so that when women who have been subject to domestic violence they've been into in the refuge for a while they usually when they arrive in the refuge they have nothing Mm -hmm. they have literally left the house without you know with just what they're standing in um no no extra clothes no you know no spare knickers no toothbrush no anything certainly nothing that they could actually then set up house with when they move from the refuge into a home um into the into a a a home of their own so um what the connells do is they uh collect um unwanted items that can be used to set up home um and they uh, they also do lots of kind of restoration of stuff and things and will maybe sell things on to raise money to get other things sure. that the home yeah. home requires. So, you know, it's always worth checking out things like that, you know, talking to your local women's refuge, women's aid, um, and uh, and other, other charities like the Furniture yes, Project absolutely. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Because quite often what you think is just rubbish or that you don't want, you know, can have another life with somebody else. And it's, you know, it's it's worth doing that rather than just sending it to the tip Very of the landfill. So. Yes, yes. And, and here locally, of course, we have New York Women's Aid and um, they are always looking for things like that. So it is well worth tracking them down on the internet and if you have things like that. Right, we are going to move on to the main reason for bringing Tina in. It's taken us a while, hasn't it? We're nearly through the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's nearly Christmas, and Tina's come to tell us what's happening. Um, is it? Ne- it's next weekend, isn't it? It yeah. is next weekend. Yeah, or this weekend, uh, uh, latter part of this weekend to next weekend. Some of the things that are happening, both in the barn um, and also in Southwell, on a sort of wide, whoops, wider scale. Wider scale. Sorry, I just hit the micro, uh, microphone. I was ge- gesticulating and hit the microphone um, on a wider scale in Southwell. So, Tina, over to you. Well, so yes, next Thursday, or the, well, this coming Thursday, the 29th, isn't it? Um, is the uh, official late night shopping extravaganza in Southwell or Southwell? I, I have to say both because I never know who's going to be listening. Um, so that's that's all going on Thursday. Kicks off at around uh, five o'clock. We have our light switch on happening at six p.m. 
and uh, there's always lots and lots of things going on. Obviously, all the shops are all very festive. They have special things happening. Um, there'll be choirs singing. There'll be chestnuts roasting. Um, I don't know if Bing Crosby's going to be there, but who knows? Um, <laughs> and um, uh, and there's there's all sorts of of exciting things that actually kind of go on on the night on Thursday, um, and obviously up in the barn will be open and uh, kicking off kind of Christmas with some uh, warming refreshments. Um, I've got a plan to maybe have some hot toddies on the go um, and possibly even some mould something. Um, <laughs> and you have to and do an non-alcoholic one. Well, so of I course. Because I, I do love the mould Oh, no, stuff. well, I think, it, I think it's necessary to do some <gasps> non-alcoholic as oh, well, good. Good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, not least of which because, uh, you know, if people are driving, yes. you don't want to be encouraging them. Yep. Um, but also, over the course of the weekend... Um, at our end of town, because obviously I'm up in King Street Car Park, which is kind of the top end of town. Um, the Burgage end. The Burgage end, yes. Um, and on sort of the Burgage, just down the Burgage, sort of round the back of the town hall, there's a new creative community oh, developing. I, I saw something about that on Facebook um, the Burgage, other day. On Burgage Gardens. Um, and so uh, there's a, a, a couple of um, businesses already in there and some others that are kind of setting up. And one of them, Dairy Barn Interiors, uh, Tamara Taylor, um, she and I kind of joining forces a little bit. So she's going to have some stuff up in the barn and I'm going to have some of my paintings down in her in her lovely little emporium down in the creative community. There's also, um, if you're a cyclist, Road Cycles is kind of setting up down in the creative community as well. Not quite sure how cycling and creativity kind of goes together but i'm sure there's a way um in any way the men in lycra you know i was thinking happy with that. yarn actually well okay they probably spin <laughs> yarn as well um but um uh or maybe maybe we could knit lycra knickers for cyclists something like that anyway let's let's not go off on that tangent because it will bring all sorts of images to the mind that we really don't want on a sunday morning um so so over the course of the weekend the creative community is going to have lots of things happening to kind of um announce its arrival if you like um and obviously we'll be doing doing things up at the barn too and over the course of um, the run into Christmas, of course, there's always the usual lantern walk and um, things going on at the Minster. So it's a real festive time. Absolutely. Um, something else just went through my head there that I'd seen was happening and it's um, it's gone in one side. While you're the thinking, side. I yes. want to know about the lantern walk because I'm, I'm not familiar with the lantern walk. Oh, dear. Well, every year um, there's, a, there's usually a workshop um, earlier in the day where everybody makes lanterns i'm gonna to have to google to check the date because it it um it's gone right out of my head it's usually it's um it's usually i'll have a look you have a look yeah. so yeah. so there's a, a workshop where everybody gets together and makes lanterns yeah um and then as the a sort of early evening when the the light has has gone down and the moon comes up um everyone lights their lanterns and walks a particular route through southwell and um with lanterns and it's all it's so it's a very beautiful um a beautiful kind of community thing and it's, it's just, been going on for years yes, I was isn't it say, it's quite established i mean we, we've we've had um 
I think Honor um, from Southwell come in to um, talk to us about it before, and it is a very it's a very family friendly thing. You know, is the, the workshop is open to bigs and littles, if, if I remember rightly. That so fabulous grown ups and the children, and also obviously um, there are both adults and children taking part in the parade. Um, the town is generally um, they, they, they generally have a um, Christmas window decorating push as well. So you're yeah. walking through walking through a town that's that's really sort of um, festive. Festive, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and I'm still trying to think, and I, I, it will come back to me in a moment. So while I try to think about it, let's have a bit of Lady Gaga. Um, this is from the the new film a Star Is Born, which I still haven't seen, and I still really oh, need I haven't to see. Seen it it's, it's brilliant, um, but take tissues. Oh. Yes, yes. I, I, I've I've seen a couple of clips, and um, Bradley, whatever his name, I really rather fancy him too. He's he is tasty, yeah. Bradley Cooper, because he's in yeah, he's singing this song with Lady Gaga, and it's called Shallow. While we were listening to that, we were doing another bit of Googling and we've got a bit more information about the Lantern Walk. Yes, thank goodness for Googling. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, the, it's December the 8th, um, the, the Lantern Walk, and it's at 5pm. And so you assemble in the grounds of uh, Southwell, Southall Minster and walk through the park with your lanterns up to the Minster School, where there's music and refreshments. Now, you, you don't have to have a lantern. You can obviously take part in in, in the walk. Um, did we find dates of the um, workshop to, to make lanterns? Um, did we get that far? We didn't get that far, but if you go to visitsouthwell.com, yep. um, which is the uh, the main website that's obviously has all the, the Southwell info on it, um, have a bit of a, a fertile around there then it's got all of the events that's going on in and around Southall over the Christmas period so that will give you a bit more info on that one fantastic or of course if you are in Southall at any time you can pop into the tourist information centre just by the yeah. Minster isn't it it's in the, yes it's it is on the edge of the Minster or I'm sure lots of information as well available in the library because Southwell Library um, is is a, a bit of a hub as well isn't it oh, here we go found, found it now found it Willow Lantern Workshops um, I should have put my glasses on <laughs> um, they are running on Saturday, December the 1st. This coming Saturday. This coming Saturday, right. which also happens to be Small Business Saturday, which right. we'll speak about in a minute. We will um, indeed. So they are morning and afternoon at the old courthouse on the Burgage um, from 10 till 12.30 or 1 to 3.30. Um, and it can take up to two hours to make a lantern with supervision from the artist Jess Kemp. So... Um, it uh, and it's five pounds. Booking is essential, but there's, as I say, there's information on there on the Visit Southwell sure. website yeah. Yeah. about yeah. the Willow Lantern workshops and how to book, etc. Fantastic. Well, as you say, um, it is also Small Biz Saturday coming up um, next weekend. We will talk about that after our next piece of music, which is from the Connells. So, uh, we are almost out of time. We, we're down to our last just over ten minutes here on Girls Around Town this Sunday morning. Uh, Tina, Small Business Saturday. That's happening next Saturday. Yes. It is. The 1st of December. So, it's always the first Saturday in December. Um, it's, a, it's, kind of, it's a grassroots, non-commercial campaign which highlights small businesses um, and encourages people to shop locally. 
um, and support obviously the small businesses in their community. So um, hopefully, because obviously the hope is that they the impact will last way longer than the first Saturday in December, but it's always the first Saturday in December. Um, and we actually had the Small Business Saturday tour bus come to Southwell um, a couple of weeks ago. And, yes, I think uh, I saw posts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there was uh, various of us sat on the blue sofa and um, it was uh, it was it was really it was quite funny actually to see this massive great blue tour bus sitting in the marketplace but all very all good all good so the idea is to support your local businesses and in, in fact i noticed <laughs> on the tv yesterday or the day before maybe um a couple of times that there's an ad campaign running on tv on on main tv uh, itv i guess or channel four or something support your local high street and and they've got um local you know quick glimpses of local shops and people talking and whatever so this is a national tv campaign i mean it's something that although you know we have small business saturday at this time of year there's um there's an almost constant push isn't from different areas about the importance of you know if you just spend that five pounds in the high street as opposed to online or in a, in a big um, chain um, store, it can make a massive difference to the local economy and to the lives and, and, and livelihoods of our small business um, Well, abs- you know, absolutely. The, I mean, the reality is that if we don't use our local shops on the high street... They will go out of business. Use them or lose them. It is. It's use them or lose them. And, you know, there is a lot of... There's a lot of convenience with shopping online. And we're never going to go back to the days when we didn't shop online. But I think it's... You know, we, we've all got to be kind of really mindful about how are we using local local shops and independent businesses, which will give you something that you can't get online. You know, you you know, this a certain a level of service, yes, for example. Yes, you know, a smiley face. Yes. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. a helping you to find an alternative if mm-hmm. the one you wanted isn't there. Um, and apart from anything else, it's what makes our little town centres lively. It is indeed. Yes. And if we if we lose all of that, it will only be hairdressers and nail salons and coffee shops. And, and yes, and, and <laughs> well, shops, yeah. unfortunately, yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So very important. We shop need to locally. shop locally. Yes. Shop locally. Right. Um, talking of which, Tina, just remind us, we have the um, late night shopping in Southwell this Thursday. That's right. Remind us of the um, website where we can find out more about not only that, but everything that's going on in Southwell over Christmas. Okay, that's visitsouthwell.com. And also the website where we can find out more specifically what's going on at the barn, not just at Christmas, but fairly generally anyway. Generally, indeed, it's belovedsouthwell.uk. Were you having to think about that? I was actually. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Tina, it's been great to see you. It is Christmas light switch on in Newark. Yay! um, If they're not already down there yet, and I'm sure they probably are, um, various presenters from Radio Newark, I'm sure Matt and Vicky, I'm sure Phil, and um, I'm sure Aidy, and quite a few others probably, and 
probably Barnaby the, mo- uh, the monkey will be down there helping you enjoy all sorts of activities Rachel is going down I'm definitely going down yep absolutely going down with family going to enjoy all the market stalls going to say hi to all the Radio Newark people enjoy the entertainment there'll be lots going on and it's going to be a fine day which is just brilliant yes um, it, actually I've just um, logged out of the weather forecasty page on, on, on the um, screen there but yes it, it doesn't look too bad out there at the moment and it's uh, it's a wrap up warm because it's not that warm out there is it but it's not as cold as it's been wrap up warm and of course we have um the culmination of the event which everybody in newark loves a good firework display don't they so um the the um climax of the event switch on is obviously the lights going on themselves uh, in the marketplace and around the town and also the fireworks and they're always amazing. I have to say, I'm always. really genuinely... I've seen many, many fireworks in my time, but I'm genuinely always impressed by the fireworks display that New Town yep. put on. We've got that to look forward to. Um, and we've also got something to look forward to next week. Still on the Christmas... Obviously, everything, pretty much everything's going to be on the Christmas theme. My Christmas um, lunch next yeah, Christmas yes, Sunday. Yes, you can um, <laughs> tell us about your preparations for that when you pop into the show just before it, of course. Um Rachel, but we are going to be welcoming back a guest who was with us not that long ago, a lady called Claire Lyons from the Frugal Family, and she's going to be talking to us about being frugal for Christmas, which doesn't mean you have to go without. No, it just means upcycling things and, and, and using things sensible. in a different way. Yes. Exactly, yes. yes. So Claire, and not filling your trolley with a mass of food you won't eat. Okay. No. Quite, yes. And so Claire will be talking to us about how her family's going to be frugal over Christmas because they've had quite a bit of practice. They are the frugal family. But she'll also be sharing some hints and tips. Um, and if I remember rightly, I saw on her uh, Facebook page the other day, she's got things like um, a frugal advent calendar um she's got um information about writing to santa um and all sorts of things on the frugal family website but she will be sharing some of the tips that will be in the second hour of next week's show and rachel will be with me as she said um she's going to drag herself away for an hour or two a couple of hours from her preparations for sunday lunch so we will be back with you next uh Next Sunday, Tina, thank you very much indeed for coming in. Good luck for um, all the events in Southwell and uh, we'll see you again soon, I hope. Thank you, June. Always a pleasure. You are always welcome to come and join us and um, don't don't leave it too long. Sometime in the new year you can come and update us with what's oh, yes. going on. February uh, will really yes. be a good time. It will indeed. So we will do that. We will speak to Tina in not too long. Uh, but we'll speak to all you next week. We're